Alticast. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. I'm going to be joined by Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth, giving me a call here, 415-550-0511 in the studio. All right. I'm excited to be back from Greece. I'm excited to talk to Sheriff of Truth. I'm excited that tonight I have two shows uh, at 6 o'clock at OMG. I'd be Abby hosting an open mic. And then it turns out I'm also going to be hosting at Tope tonight. Got booked on that show by Tamok Silva. Thanks so much from the Hella Funny crew. And I'm excited to perform at Tope next to, you know, it's up there in the North Beach. So hooray for me. I'm booked tonight. I'm booked. And you could see me do jokes, jokes, jokes. Uh, I have a lot of new material. Uh, because I was gone for a month, and oof, boy, was that exciting. Uh, Latoya's going to be giving me a call right about now, and then I can tell her and tell you all the things. Oh, here's something else that's ridiculously exciting. The Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2022 coming October 9th through 16th. Oh, eight days? Did you say, Pam? Yes. Eight days culminating on Sunday the 16th with the Phoenix Day Block Party series brought to you by Livable City. Thank you, Sheriff of Truth, for hooking us up with that. We're going to have permits. We're shutting the street down on um, here in front of the station um, from noon to 5. And we're going to have bands and we're going to have comedians all day. It's going to be super fun. And that's at the end of the festival. So there's seven days of comedy shows at six different venues that you can check out one of them is omg where i will be tonight for open mic and the exciting thing about tuesday is it's two for one well drinks hell yeah um cool uh, we're gonna listen to some music and i'll be right back Thank you. Yeah. Uh, made it back. Uh, all safe. Everything's great. Uh, got the good news 
from Livable City about Phoenix Day. Super excited about that. Yay. Yay. You hooked us up. Um, yeah. That, that's... I will be uh, handling certain things with you. So cool, I will cool. be your right-hand woman. Fantastic. Actually, we're talking about you guys are us today. Uh, so the comedy festival... You know, we're going to have some comedy there and then have some, like, public kids stuff. Yeah. Um, and then I'm going to help do some outreach uh, for uh, for you in that Fantastic. neighborhood. And we also talked about possibly getting the Boys and Girls Club Ooh. involved. Ooh, that's great. So if you have any contact, I know you have contacts, so then I will want to get together with you probably, well, Maybe this weekend. Yeah, hell yeah. I'm, yeah, absolutely. We got to start planning it. Because I was even thinking, like, yeah, we're going to have the street closed down, but what else are we going to have besides a stage for comedy and a stage for music? It's like, that's kind of weird. Like, there should be other things, like, you know, outreach booths talking about local something, or, I mean, I don't know, like, the, you well, know, we Obama can, phones if you or do something. That as well. Like, if you know some exhibitors or what have you. Uh, um, so that is something that we can totally brainstorm on as cool, well. Cool, cool, uh, Yay! So, well, I'm super so excited about the festival. So we're now actually, you were actually one of the first people, Mutiny Radio, so you were one of the first people to sign up for Phoenix Day, which is awesome. And so now we're about to do our Sunday street. Uh, season is about to end, which is um, our last Sunday street is going to be in Western Edition. So I'm going to now something but now Phoenix Day, Phoenix and we will Day. also be promoting that. How many uh, how many people applied for Phoenix Day? I know you you said that there could be up to fifty um, events, fifty block parties or something. But how many? I'm just curious as to how many people you know was, so, were like took um, you up on this amazing offer. So as of right now, I know there's going to be the Tenderloin. Uh, there's going to be Bayview Hunter's Point. Um, there's also going to be Fillmore. Uh, there's going to be us. And by the way, are we kind of like Patrol Hill slash Mission? Because that yeah, was we're Mission. Where it's just like <laughs> we're Deep Mission. Yeah, we're Deep Mission. You deep Mission? That That's what I would call it. I mean, we're the Deep Mission, yeah, because we're... You know, we're before Potrero. I mean, Potrero's like a couple blocks, but I remember years and years ago, they tried to rebrand the neighborhood and call yeah. it Samispo, which would be south oh, of God. south of Mission Potrero, something, <laughs> or south of Potrero Mission, Samispo, something like that. And it was like stupid and nobody caught on board to it. So, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm super excited. So things are, things are crazy. Like, I'm excited for the festival and um there's I it's all it's all booked now like I, I have 87 comics and I have all of my out of town comics on at least 3 shows and in town comics have 2 shows at least and some other comics have more and I have a little fluffy room so I can put some other people in guests that come in um so which is amazing and if I have, I have to schedule my door people, but then they also get set. Anyways, it's all, the stage time is all fantastic at all the venues and it's all ready to go and it's up on Eventbrite's and I'm going to work really hard, you know, this year, but I'm waiting on those grant. Like I had a kind of a come to Jesus talk with myself in Greece and I was like, okay, well, I'm going to let 
San Francisco decide whether I stay here or not? Because 2023 would be, it's my 10th year of being the director of Mutiny Radio. And, you know, and doing comedy for here and blah, 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 and whatever I do for the community, et cetera. And I was, I said, well, to myself, self, if you get either one of the grants that you applied for that are both based from like the city, San Francisco area, if I get either one of those grants, I'll absolutely stay. I'll do Mutiny Radio for another year. I'll, I'll keep plugging away, no problem, because I'll have the funding to do that. But if I don't get any grants, I'm moving to Athens. I'm moving to Greece. I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just leave. Um, because I, I, I like the fact that you kind of come to Jesus moment. It's always elsewhere when you have those moments. Oh yeah. I mean, well, I didn't have to think about this place for a whole month, and and yeah, I missed it a little. But how much did I miss it? And it's a lot of hard work. And if I have the funding, like if I don't have to beg for money, then it's great. It's like if San Francisco says you are an important asset. To the, to the fabric of our culture and community here in San Francisco. If they agree with that and fund me, then everything is great. But if they don't, it's time, it's time for me to leave San Francisco. I mean, I've been here for 15 years. Um, and wait, I moved in 2007. So yeah, this is my 15th year. And maybe, you know, that's a good run. I got two master's degrees. I ran a radio station. I became a comedian. Like, that's all good stuff. And I just, maybe yeah. it's time that this city has changed to the point where they don't want, you know, a socialist, Marxist, hippie lady <laughs> keeping it dirtbag real in the mission. They're like, and um, we like to pay $6 for coffee. Hi. I'm, I'm live and on there. And that place that you're thinking of moving to oh yeah athens greece i mean well i have value there (laughs) well i know i don't need that's the thing is i don't need men i didn't have for the entire month i was gone i had no s's i had no sex no smoking pot no stage time and i was okay i was fine in fact i didn't I didn't really miss any of those things that I would say that I was addicted to previously. Like, I don't know, I I stared at the clouds with no ulterior motive. Like, I wrote a bunch of stuff. My brain just is has become so flexible and it can accommodate so many different types of thought. Like, it's just, I'm, I feel changed that I took all this, that I, I organized myself enough to take the pressure off myself for a month. And it took 10 people to be one Pam, but they did it and nothing burned down and everything was fine. And it was like, oh my God. I And I can live my life any way that way I want to live it. I can live it any, I don't have to do this. And and maybe, and I want to, but I don't, I can't ever work as hard as I did through the pandemic. And then I can't beg for money anymore. I just, either either people here see the value that I bring or they don't. And if they don't, it's okay. There are places that do value me. So, yay. Mm-hmm. Very true. Yeah. Very true. So that's so that's See, that. So then everything worked out in Greece then. Yeah, I mean, Not it was it amazing. I, I mean, I have such generous friends that let me stay with them, um, Nikos and then Allison. And, um, 
And that's the other thing. If I moved to Athens, I'd have like an artist community to plug into. And so this is the crazy thing. Like right before I left for Greece, it was like a couple days before. It was a Thursday. And I was waiting outside the Edinburgh Castle for the, for the sign up for the open mic because there's no pre-sign. And I also show up early because I'm not going to try to take any special privilege. Yeah, I run six open mics, and you should totally give me special privilege, but I don't take it. I show up first so that I can t- sign up wherever I want because I have to go run my open mic, etc. So anyways, I was there super early on the street. And I'm smoking a cigarette, and I'm writing in my book, and I'm standing there or whatever. And a guy comes across the street, and he goes, Are you working? Okay, so he's basically prostituting. He's ask. He's soliciting me for prostitution on Gary Street, right? Are you working? And he was Dutch, so I mean, I'll forgive him. But I, I kind of have a, I sort of have a, a regret that I didn't ask him how much because I kind of want to see what I'm worth to the guy. But here's, here's my point. Is and when I came, so right before I left for Greece, I, on the street, I was prostituted for sex. Well, I was asked if I was a prostitute. And then, right upon coming back from Greece, I mean, the first thing that happened was I was smoking my last Galois, my last Greek cigarette, my last Greek-French cigarette, and I'd gotten off, I'd been traveling for 16, 17 hours. It was a long day, and I, it was the cigarette I, I couldn't smoke in between planes, and so I got off the BART, and I lit up that cigarette and I smoked about half of it and someone asked me for fucking shorts and it's like I was in Greece for a month and no one asked me for the end of my cigarette or made me feel guilty for not I mean Jesus Christ and then I was propositioned for sex and even on my way here today I was propositioned so my point and then in Greece I have value like nobody thought I was a prostitute people thought I was an artist or a whatever I did it didn't matter I had I was like, val- I'm a valued person there. Wow, that's weird. Uh, but that's just funny to me that San Francisco sees me as a prostitute. And it's like, you motherfuckers. I have two master's degrees. In Greece, I can be a college professor. And in California, if I want to be a college professor, I have to move to Modesto or fucking Bakersfield. I don't want to live in fucking Bakersfield. Fuck Bakersfield. I want to live in Athens. I want to live in Greece where people are nice and everyone says hello. Everyone goes, yasis, yasis. Everyone says hello. Like, people, you can hang out there and buy one beer and hang out in a cafe for two and a half hours and they won't even look at you sideways. They don't care. Like, you can sip, you can sit there and read a book and sip on your coffee and sit there and get a glass of water. You just can sit there. You can talk to people. Anyway, it's, I love it there. It's cheap. I have value. And so that was my whole thing as I came back. And I'm like, wow. That's what you want. Well, it's That's not. The life that you want. Well, it's not that it's the life that I. It's that I have value there. I don't feel like San Francisco values what I do. And that's okay. That's because people are selfish and everybody's rich and they don't understand what I'm doing. It's fine. If, if I'm not valued here, it's okay. I can go somewhere where I am. And that's the trick. Because I can do anything. I can go anywhere. I, I, can, I can buy an apartment in Greece. Like, that's mind-blowing to me to be... And their, their transit system is fantastic. There was no poop on the street. 
I didn't see the only poop I saw on the street was some cat poop on Scopolos. And it's like a fucking cat island. It's overrun with cats. So, of course, there's going to be cat poop. Uh, a little bit of it. But no human feces anywhere. And I get back to San Francisco and it's like, cat shorts on your cigarette and there's shit in the street and people think I'm a prostitute. And it's like, what the fuck is going on here? You know, so if, I'm, if the world's falling apart and the apocalypse is upon us and I'm going to die, I'm going to do it in Greece. I'm, I'm right with you. I actually just booked my ticket to Portugal. Ooh. And so, which I will be leaving on Halloween. Ooh. Um, but I'm pretty excited about that because it is the first time traveling since COVID. So there's all these rules and regulations, which, by the way, how did that go for you? Like, oh, there weren't any. And stuff? No, they didn't give a fuck. It didn't. It didn't matter. Um, I wore my mask. A lot of people didn't wear their mask on public transit, but they said it was mandatory. And I follow rules. You know, I'm a rule follower to the T. So I wore my mask on all public transit. When I was in a store, I wore it just because, like, fuck, man, why not? I'm in a foreign country. I'd rather not get COVID. And I didn't. I was fine. And in Greece, the numbers were. Even though there were four million extra people in Athens that flew into Athens um, during the month, the two, first two weeks of August, my buddy like just shared some stats with me that I remember. Uh, nobody, I mean, the COVID wasn't a problem for me. I came back on the plane. I didn't even get sick. Usually, when I fly for 16, 17 hours, I get a cold. When I came back, nothing. I felt. I feel great. I'm hydrated. I eat chia seeds now. Like, I'm a changed woman. I'm non-binary. I'm embracing being non-binary. Like, fucking, I'm never shaving again, and I'm never wearing a bra again. I'm not wearing a bra. I haven't worn a bra since for, uh, once I got to Greece, I was like, no more bras. And I just haven't worn a bra since the beginning of August, and I feel great. <laughs> so. Well, I think that you're allowed to, like, take a new name or something if you want these non-binary kids I think I might I think that I'm a timeless 14 year old and I should just start going by Peter like I'm a like Peter Pan but I'm not pansexual I'm like non-binary don't get it twisted <laughs> anyway uh, so that's 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 the Pam update that's what's going on and uh, how, how was San Francisco just the shithole that I didn't miss <laughs> no um, let's see, what did you miss? Well, not too much, honestly. I feel like there hasn't been very much going on here. Everybody was on vacation. Um, let's see, you were Didn't something happen with August. Trump? Didn't something so happen? See, they, let's, see, let, let's go back and see what you missed in August. They, there was, uh, Trump did a thing, Mar-a-Lago, Mar they, they released some stuff or something. Something happened, oh, well, big yes, money. Yes. So, speaking politics, politics, uh, so it looks like, thank you, it looks like our former uh, so-called president might be in trouble, but, it, you know, so every day there seems like there's something new going on with that family. So, now we have uh, more death threats. Going toward uh, President Biden. Uh, Death threats? Mar a Lago, yes, got raided. 
so that's something that we missed. No, I'm sure you read about it when you were overseas very briefly. Oh, I didn't pay attention to anything. Like, I paid attention to absolutely nothing in I didn't I didn't even talk one of the people there um, that we were chilling with uh, she wanted to like talk world politics and I was like I don't want to I don't care I don't want to hear it I just I left I was like I'm gonna go read my Greek history book upstairs I I don't want I don't want to I don't want to talk about I don't want to talk politics oh the uh, student loan forgiveness up to ten thousand dollars who, what, where? Yeah. Oh, the loan. I heard about. That's exciting. I mean, $10,000 isn't a lot, but it's enough. It's it's a start. It's, it's, it's something. And so, like, if you can get more, I'm hearing word that they're possibly going to try to get up to 20000 But, of course, the Republican Party is like, that, uh, that's unfair, blah, blah, blah. But the White House, which has been on point for the past month, that's back with some of the, uh, the the Republican Party people who took PPP loans. Oh, who got PPP loan forgiveness. So the emails, the White House, uh, excuse me, the White House tweeted, so Marjorie uh, uh, Horseface Green, she took out a PPP loan and then got forgiven, and then they just went down the line. Oh my tweeted, God. Uh, those who got the uh, like Matt Gates got like a one million dollar PPP loan. Those jerks. That's so crazy. That was, I, I have to salute the the White House. Whoever do a White House Twitter for these past couple of weeks has been spot on and get more and more aggressive, which that's what we need. Well, yeah. I mean, I only got a ten thousand dollar PPP loan that got forgiven. Uh-oh. Ten thousand. Can you can you see your volume up a little bit more? Oh, yeah. I just have to get closer in. Um, I I got a Mutiny Radio got a ten thousand dollar PPP loan, but that's all we could get. So it's a bummer. It was like the bigger your company, the more money you could get. And my you know Mutiny Radio is small, but it's like give us money, please. I mean, um, we're business or you know whatever. It's everything's yeah. everything's fine. So but, that makes sense is- though that because if they peep, so it's like. It's just, it's the same thing I always said, uh, that my dad always said. Republicans are people with money that want to keep their money. And Democrats are people that sometimes have money that want to take the Republicans' money and give it to poor people. It's like, okay, so what? We need, I mean, it's, it, it's, the, it's the age-old philosophical idea that it's poor people's fault for being poor. Like it's their, that's, that's the thing. Well, it's their fault. It's like the God's thing. It's like a God thing. Like, well, you know, God's in charge and God made him poor. So there must be something wrong with him. <laughs> you know, it's, it's just, anyway, it's labor. It's just not valuing labor equitably. It's the same old age old argument. Anyway, are you on I lunch see. break? What are you, what are you, what are you doing? I hear like. That is someone's horrible car with the worst bricks I've ever heard in my entire life, and I'm getting ready to go back into the office, a.k.a. my dining room where my laptop is. Hell yeah. Well, let me know, like, what kind of... I mean, we can do anything on that Phoenix Day, and I have a lot of people that are volunteers. I have a lot of staff for whatever we need, Um, because a lot of people just agreed. I when I put out the initial email to people, I said, who's willing to, um, 
volunteer at certain times. Um, anyway, so there, we have staff, which is great. Yay. Yes. Uh, okay, I heard that part. Um, so, yeah, so what I need from you, or if you could reach out to the Boys and Girls Club. Oh, yeah. About, uh, you know, we can actually, they can actually help promote Phoenix Day, and then also it's going to be a family fun hug. So... Yeah, well, what would they, they would, what, they'd set up like a booth or something and give out information or like what would they? That and then also letting them know about like um, the family fun hub, like there'll be games and stuff and activities. And if we want to do like vendors or exhibitors, like maybe if like a small number, we could do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then have them collide. Oh, it's hot. Yeah, yeah, because like the vendors I know are like under skin on skins and it's all like belts and leather and stuff. So I don't know if that's the right, you know, like Uh, we're we're like fairly fun day. We're like, ooh, he's got he's the he's the belt guy. Uh, But yeah, we'll work. We've got we've got over a month. I'm super excited and it's going to be amazing. So we definitely got time, and so the good thing is, with that being said. With you and um, us having that Phoenix Day, that means the permit thing is going to be like pretty much with it. We just got to get the program included. Woo woo! Well, um, we'll get on it ASAP. I'll I'll uh, I'll walk up there and talk to him. And uh, sweet. Well, enjoy the rest of your lunch. Thank you. Uh, I've missed you. I'll see you in person sometime soon. And we're working on this I'm, awesome I'll project. I'll try to come together. in. Well, shoot, I don't know if I can come in studio next week because it is production week. But I will be in studio next, not this next Tuesday, but the following Tuesday. Great. And that way, we can really kick off. Actually, I'll probably I'll be messaging you this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I'm. Hey, my schedule. My whole life is all about the festival, and this is part of the festival. So all time is your time. We'll schedule stuff. I'm super excited. Yay! Okay. Well, make sure everyone drinks water. Yeah, everybody drink water. Oh, and here's the big trick I learned, and it's changed my life. Chia seeds. These little miraculous seeds can soak up all of this liquid, and when you eat them, they soak up water and then they stay in your body and so your body can absorb water through them all the way through your digestive tract so it helps you stay super hydrated mm. I know chia seeds okay, I, I know it's I've it's they're delicious and you can get them at grocery outlet and they're super cheap and they're like organic and it's oh like, I shop there all the time that's even better yeah chia seeds their, their whole like supplement area is amazing I got this green tea matcha turmeric drink and I blend it up and it is like I feel like a million bucks with that in the chia seeds anyways but I still smoke but I'm now I'm like now I'm like eating organic chia seeds so I'm gonna live forever anyway did you by the way I'm interested in what food what what are some of the things that you have in the food what are some of the things that are what Oh my God. Well, the gyros, obviously, and the souvlaki is phenomenal. I mean, 
the, the thing, the weird thing was, and the fresh fruit, I mean, there was a farmer's market every Thursday right outside of Nikos's house, and it was amazing. And peaches were like, what? And the figs are incredible, and just all of their produce is killer and cheap. And the watermelon, oh my God, I would drink watermelon juice. Like, every morning I was using his juicer, and I was making watermelon stuff. I love watermelon. Um, But it was weird. I had a real tough time pooping because... There was no spicy food at all. There was nothing of spicy. I didn't have anything spicy until the night before I left. The last night in Scopolos, we went and did this thing called Cipro Mize. And it's amazing. And you buy a round of these ouzo, and they bring you a plate of food for every ouzo you order. So with three of us, we kept getting three plates of food, and they were all delicious. It's like, it's like Greek tapas, basically. And they, their chef was using some spice and I was so happy. It was the first spicy food. It, it was like 25 days into my trip and because there's nothing. The spiciest thing they do is garlic and they don't really do it fresh. They cook it for a long time like inside a lamb or something. Um, but the pita bread, they grill it and the souvlaki and the gyros and the they put fries in it and it was so cheap and the tzatziki everywhere. So good. Like, holy moly. Like, I mean, I just, I love... I love it there. I love their food. And I lost, like, well, I didn't, like, so in the beginning I lost weight, but then I couldn't poop. So I think I, I got, like, kind of bloated and sort of maybe gained some weight only because nothing was coming out of my body. And then I got home and I ate, like, tons of spicy food. And now I'm like, oh, my God, there's so much. How did I not poop for, like, a month? Like, it was crazy. Anyway, too much information on the radio. Sorry, everybody. But when you go to Portugal, mm-hmm. you're going to have like, oh my God. And it's in the, whenever I, if I move to Greece, Portugal's super close. Like once you're in the EU, it's all right next to each other. Oh, your pup. You hear them. Of course. Well, enjoy working this afternoon. And um, <laughs> sorry about the whole like poop thing. But yeah, Greece, I mean, I'll, obviously my body will have to get used to it. But it's so hot there that you, I didn't really feel like eating all that much. I just kind of wanted to eat, drink a lot of water and eat a lot of watermelon. So there you go. There you boot it up. Boop-a-doo-boop. Cool. Well, enjoy work, and I will speak to you soon. And I'll go talk to the Boys and Girls Club and uh, see what's up with it. I'll send I'll send him an email right now. Ooh. Um, okay. All right, everybody, check out livablecity.com and see how your city is being made more livable by wonderful people like the Sheriff of Truth. All right. Bye. get back to Kope. Uh Cool. That was exciting. I'm going to do some work here at the station, too. You can always come by and visit. 278 121st Street at Florida Street. 415-550-0511. Soon we're going to have all the flyers and posters and stuff for the Comedy Festival, which is going to be amazing. So thanks for joining us and listen to all the great shows we got going on. Um, Tuesdays are amazing with Bughouse Square at well, first, always free at 4, then Bughouse Square at 6, then Claudia and the Loaf at 8. And boy, are those all great shows.
Uh, all right, everybody. Have a great Tuesday and come out to OMG at six o'clock. Two for one drinks, well drinks, and um, say hi to me. At eight o'clock at Taupe in North Beach. I'm gonna be hosting that show too for Hella Funny. All right. If you do, come on and cry me a river. You cry.
remember how it felt when you went to your first parade and how you saw that glorious marching band coming down the street well try to imagine with me if you will that you were the first to see the band coming down the way growing bigger and bigger and your heart pounding harder and harder <laughs> it always seemed to me that my heart was in perfect time with the big bass drum in your mind and in your blood that some folk call religion there are multitudes of people crying because they just won't try to understand from the book i read not one but all must follow him come and join the magnificent sanctuary bang there are multitudes People dying Seem like temptation Rules over the land You know those people Should remember His commandments Come and join the Magnificent sanctuary band Singing in a band Talking to the man Bringing in the sheep All over the world As fast as they can Enjoy the century we're repaying. The Son of Man speaks a revelation. Oh, he's reaching out, reaching out his hand. He has promised to bring us all salvation. Come and join the magnificent sanctuary band.
I'm Claudia. And I am the loaf. What's up, fuckers? You You were here with us on Tuesday. Coming in hot today. Coming in hot. (laughs) Well, I'm excited. This is a really fun uh, set we put together tonight. I I had a lot of fun putting it together. It's a lot of great music. Um, In case you uh, couldn't tell or don't know the reference, um, uh, those were uh, six songs, five songs, um, and they were all songs that were sampled on the Beastie Boys album, Paul's Boutique. 
And you're going to hear more songs from Paul's Boutique. Um, Our entire night. That's the whole thing. <laughs> it, uh, there's 105 samples on that album. Like 105? 105, 105 songs. There's one song that's got like 24 or 25 samples alone. I think, I think that's... Um, that's Johnny Johnny Royale. I, I can't remember which one that one was, but yeah, it was um, the heyday of sampling. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was it, the Dust Brothers just went nuts on this one. This is um, this was one of those the the the, the only Beastie Boys album that I know of that was recorded in um, L.A. and, and no, um, no mix master mic. No mixer mic. No, it was the Dust Brothers putting all this together, and they had a lot of these um, mixes and stuff that were they were doing at clubs. And then the Beastie Boys are like, well, what do you got? And they're like, you know, they're thinking they got to build more. And they're like, oh, no, we, we need to build off this. And it was a golden age of getting stuff cleared sample-wise. So this was a very affordable, um, you know, I mean, they, they even they sampled one of the Beatles, you know, Paul McCartney, uh, which we won't be playing tonight. But um, um, I don't think, no, he's not. I think he, he didn't make the cut. It's 105 songs, you know. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I was reading, I was reading um, about the album in a little post the other day, and, uh, and it's one of my favorites. If not, it's hard to say between this one and uh, "Check Your Head." Yeah, those are two like really amazing. Yeah, I think it depends on my vibe. Mm -hmm. You know, like yeah, yeah. I, I, I think they're feeling. just like two sides of the same kind of coin. Like it was weird. This was like they had a lot of commercial success with their first album. But everybody just thought it was like frat, white boy frat rap and, you know, party for your right, you know, what, you know, you're going to go with this. And then they came back with this, like, sample-heavy, funky, rockin', amazing album that had very little commercial success at its time. And then they came out with Check Your Head, which brought everybody to the yard, kind of. It, right. was, it was the veritable milkshake. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> As they would say. But I, I remember Check Your Head, that was the album, uh, like, even the soccer jocks. And the metal kids and right. the skater kids, we everybody. all, every, everybody kind of like, oh shit, yeah, you know. But there was something about this one that's just fucking amazing. And I don't know, I, I, I could never really decide between this one or uh, Check Your Head being my favorite. I will say this, I, I can't think of another example. This is the best like sophomore effort from any band. Ever. Right. And uh, it's just... Uh, it's just a really great album, and a lot of that is it's it's uh, the the foundation was made with really good music, and we're gonna bring you uh, as many of those hundred and five songs we can tonight. I don't, I'm pretty sure we won't be able to get to yeah, all we're of them. Yeah, we be revisiting this this topic. I think we yeah, well at least we get to come back like two maybe three, three times. more times. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, not, not immediately, but you know, um, or I don't know whenever. But like yeah, there's a lot of great music that uh, it was really hard to choose from a lot of those. But uh, what did we listen to? Yeah, we started that off with Lauren's Dance by Idris Muhammad. From there, we went to Funky Snakefoot by Alphonse Muzon. I wonder if Funky Snakefoot and, <laughs> yeah. and Snakefinger have any you know, yeah, right. cousins <laughs> or something. And those were the only two. I mean, it may have happened accidentally when we were putting the mix together here, but those are the two. It started off a little chronological, just to maybe drop the hint of what we were doing. From there, we went into... Last Bongo in Belgium by inc the Incredible Bongo Band. Um, yeah, it sounds like they're the they're the experts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, got that bongo shit we can lay down. Yeah, not to be confused with the Bongo Brothers. I think uh, they or Bongo Fury or Bongo Fury. <laughs> yes, um, the Magnificent Sanctuary Band is a song by Donny Hathaway. The fabulous Donny Hathaway. Um, and then Superfly. Curtis Mayfield. Yeah, Superfly took us out. He did. And um, 
Yeah, I guess that's uh, that, that was that. Um, starting off our next set is another Curtis. We ended with a Curtis. We're starting with a Curtis. Curtis Mayfield passing the baton to Curtis Blow with AJ Scratch.
you is your cooperation. If you're getting down with no limitations, everybody say check the sensation. Can you feel it? Can you feel it? I jack the sensation. Can you feel it? Can you feel it? I jack the sensation. Come on and come on and then lean left, and then lean right, and then lean front, and then lean back. Now come on, come on. You gotta ride and baby. Ain't it funky, ain't it funky, ain't, ain't it funky now? Huh. Ha 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 ha. Ain't it funky now? Huh. Ain't it, ain't it, ain't it, ain't it, ain't it funky now? Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Say clap your hands to the beat top. Clap your hands to the beat, y'all. Uh, that beat, y'all. Uh, that beat, y'all. Uh, that beat that'll make you feel sweet, y'all. Uh -huh. yeah. Cardinal Hayes, rock, rockin' on, rockin' on. Imagine me, rock, rockin' on, rockin' on. A D.W.C. rock, rockin' on, rockin' on. Steven Smith, rock, yo, yeah, rockin' on. Aquinas High School, rockin' on, rockin' on. And Monroe, rock, rockin' on, rockin' on. A Norman Thomas, rockin' on, rockin' on. Grace Dodge, just rockin' on, rockin' on. Brooklyn Tech, keep rockin' on, rockin' on. And Easy Dodge, keep rockin' on, rockin' on. A Murray Bertram, rockin' on, rockin' on. And Fashion, just rockin' on, rockin' on. A Cut Quine is rockin' on, rockin' on. Cardinal Hayes, rockin' on, rockin' on. Flush and High, rockin' on, rockin' on. Until the break of dawn. We ran out of schools. That's cause you don't go. What you talking about, man? Manhattan in college, cool and not cool. Cool, cool, cool and not. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta. Funk, 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 get up. Come on, get down, stop messing around. You gotta. Funk, 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 get up. Come on, come on, come on. Ain't it funky now? Funk, 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 get up. Come on, ain't it, ain't it, ain't it funky now? Funk, 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 get up. Come on. 
Ain't it? Ain't it funky now? Ha 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 ha! Ain't it funky? Yeah. Ha, that beat, ha, up. that beat, the beat. Come up. on, say James Brown. James Brown. James Brown. Say James Brown. Yo, Chet Betty Bo cooling out and two Mr. Magic rock shot can turn them up. Chet Betty Bo cooling out and two Mr. Magic rock shot can turn them up. I'm Mr. Magic. I jump on it. I jump on it. Rock shock and turn the mother. Set Betty Bo cooling out and two Mr. Magic. Rock shock and turn the mother. Say nobody gives more music. Say nobody gives more music. Uh -huh. Say nobody gives more music. Say
Hello. Hi. I hate to call Johnny Cash a poser. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but but he, he he didn't actually shoot a guy in Reno to watch him die. No, yeah, yeah. It wasn't even like it was for other things. He actually only, you gonna remember the history, right? He only spent like one night in jail, and it was like for loitering or something. <laughs> right. Like it was really for protesting. Or I mean, he went to jail to play music for people. So he was Johnny Cash is badass. I was being a little facetious there. Johnny Cash with Folsom Prison Blues. What did we start that set off we with? We started that off with AJ Scratch uh, by Curtis Blow. Awesome. And then from there, we went to Put Your Love in My Tender Care by <laughs> Fatback Band. <laughs> Fatback Band. I was saying, well, we were, you know, like that song started. I'm like, this song's kind of dirty. <laughs> Put your love up in my tender care. Yeah, Put your like, love. What are you asking for there? What would you say? <laughs> it sounded like a, one of the songs that Chef would sing on South, South Park. Park. Yeah, that was like a, like, <laughs> yeah, one of the throwaway tracks they never used a Chef. Right. But yeah, we were also talking. He's like, he wants to put your love in my tender care. You got to figure this is the 70s. Like, if you're looking for a girl to peg you, you have to, like, you have to say it. Go it, about it, right? Yeah, you know what I mean? There's a there's a weird dance you have to do. Yeah, like, we weren't liberated then. You could he, he didn't say, say I want to put my love in your tender care. It was um, all up in my tender care. <laughs> it sounded like some butt stuff. It did. Yeah. But it was, uh, yeah, well, <laughs> well, it had that, oh. Right. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, it's, it was it's pretty blatant, you know. <laughs> Sounds like butt stuff to me. 
Ah, I've heard it before, and I know exactly what this is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then we did African Bombada and the Jazzy Five with Jazzy Sensation. It's jazzy. Which is really great. And uh, I love that, like, you, you know, listening to these songs, you hear just, like, the little seconds yeah. that they sample, because it is just a little, tiny little snippet of it. But, um... Oh, the more I listen to this, just all in a row like this, these songs, I'm just like, man, back in the 80s, it would have been like fucking cool to hang out with the Dust Brothers yeah. in L.A. They, 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 were, they, were, they were like listening to good records and up to some good shit, man. Absolutely. I would go to their parties, they, which they, they had a lot of parties back in those days. They do like little club nights and stuff. Like I said, they, a lot of these were like these mixes were like instrumental mixes. And um, they were surprised, like, hey, we can break it down to the beats and just the bass line. And the, Be- the, the, the Beastie Boys were like, nah, it's not going to be too busy. We're going to rhyme over this shit. And they made it work. And uh, such a great, a really great album. Am I thinking of another band? The Dust Brothers became the Chemical Brothers, right? Maybe so. I, I feel I, like there's a story that, like, the, you know, mm. they're like, well, the word dust is, you know, it's a yeah, drug, really, it's yeah, a drug yeah. reference and you can't do that. I think you're it's right. Like and a chemical. That would make the sense because um, I'm going to Google it. <laughs> well, yeah, you, you, you look that up. Well, it, one interesting thing I, I do like about the Chemical Brothers, they were, they, um, the last studio album by the Rolling Stones that I actually purchased, uh, it was on cassette, just to tell you how long ago it was, it was um, uh, Bridges to Babylon, which was by the Chemical Brothers, did that one. And I always love the story that um, uh, Charlie Watts was uh, not available because he had like, you know, he had like, eight, you know, had uh, 18, like, thousand like jazz bands he had besides the Rolling Stones. Like the Rolling Stones at that point was like a side gig. And he didn't have the time to go in and do this like long drawn out studio album. So the Chemical Brothers brought him in, put Dr. Dre's The Chronic on the headphones and had him play along with it. And they just sampled and looped everything he did and they called it good. Charlie Watts went out and hit the road and made some jazz. But uh, what did we find out there? Uh, I was... Right and wrong. Oh. <laughs> so the Chemical Brothers were originally named the Dust Brothers, but they're different from this Dust Brothers. And so this Dust oh. Brothers was like, no, you can't. We already exist. You can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> there could be only one. Oh, do, 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 do. yes. Um, what from was there, we went to uh, Brave and Strong by Sly and Family Stone. That is a great one right there. Um, when, when, when I went record store. Uh, I went shopping for records at the record store up the street from the house. Amoeba Records is right near our house. So anytime I, I sell a painting and get a little money in my pocket, it's like it's real easy to go spend some money. But uh, I, I did turn down. They had a, a couple of their old forty fives in mint condition for not that much, like six seven bucks. Well, that's the thing. I only live a couple blocks away, so right. tomorrow's another day. <laughs> and then um. The Susie is a headbanger by the Ramones, which is just you just got that one little hook there that was Susie is a headbanger, and they go back. I remember the first time, first time I ever heard this album, was actually the day after I saw them. I'd heard um, Hey Ladies, you know the the hit off this album, but I had went and seen the night before uh, Cypress Hill. Rollins band and then the Be- Beastie Boys on like their first leg oh, of the um, uh, first leg of their Check Your Head tour and it was in um, it was in a 
you, you lived in Orlando. It was like an outdoor, like, little venue. I don't know if it's still around. I forget what it was called. Edge? I don't, yeah, I don't remember. But it was, like, it was like a pretty decent size. They had, like, upper balcony, and then it was this giant open, like, nasty yeah. place where everybody would, would dance or whatever. And um, it was so fucking rad. I remember the one thing, my one real brush with greatness with the Beastie Boys was, Granted, I'm 16 at the time or whatever. Great. I'm right up. I'm right up as close as you can get. And MCA is right in front of me. And for whatever reason, I jump up and I like touch his shoe. You know, a pair of suede Adidas. And he looks at me, and then just looks right away, like, dude, <laughs> <laughs> don't. Yeah, yeah. And I lost my baseball hat that night, no. but I had to ride in the back of a truck all the way home. And it was like Where one of the per- like the oddly cold nights in Florida. So right. I was just sitting in there, and I was like. The next morning, but I had I got up the next day and then I had some mail waiting for me, and I was doing this scam with Columbia House, where I'd put fake names and have them send me <laughs> stuff. Right, of course, we all. And, did. and then I would just go sell the uh, other stuff to like you know the the used record stores and buy the the, the cool stuff I wanted. You know, brand new top forty CD. Okay, I'll turn that into like three punk rock tapes. You know, I loved it, and um, never caught up with me as far as I know. Um, don't tell Dr. Columbia of music uh, <laughs> that, that I, I like did they're this. coming now. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I remember the next day I got up, and um, I was a little sore from, like, dancing my ass off, and there was a little bit of a pit, and it was a couple times, and they played some minor, they played minor threat songs. It was a lot of fun. But um, my mom was like, you got mail, and it was um, this, this album, and um, they had played a few off this uh, that, I, that I didn't recognize at the time, but I'll never forget, like, when I got to the song... MCA's in the house. What you gonna do? Go AWOL. <gasps> boom, 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 boom. When they did that live, the bass was like, like probably yeah. moving cars in the parking <laughs> right. lot. It was like, organs. Uh, <laughs> 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 you do that three more times, there's gonna be internal hemorrhaging. <laughs> but, um, the, yeah. Awesome. But, uh, the, but I'll never forget, like, it, it was still before like punk rockers were totally getting into hip hop, and it was like so like you know synonymous that you'd like one subculture and like the other. They were kind of still separated, but like hearing like the Beastie Boys sample the Ramones, I was like, awesome. There it is. I'm so envious. I never. I had two times I had tickets to see the Beastie Boys, and both times they canceled. The first time Ad Rock broke his arm the night at the show the night before, and so it was like, no, tomorrow's canceled. And then the second time I had tickets. Uh, they found out MCA had cancer, and so they were like, "No, we're canceling the rest oh. of the tour." And I'm like, "God damn it!" <laughs> and that was so it. Never and that was kind of it, right there. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was it. Well, one thing I like is I kind of uh, brushed off the album. Um, there was something that didn't stick with me about it. Um, uh, the the Burrows album. How many oh, Burrows? The five Burrows. The five Burrows. That's a great album. I know. I didn't. There was something. Todd played it for me a bunch when he was like DJing over the Knock Knock. I heard it, and there was just something I was just kind of like, mm. I, and it was me. It wasn't the album. It sounds like their old stuff. Like it's yeah. That, like, well, it, I feel like I have this whole other album, and it's a lot. It's a really like a, a double album or whatever. Yeah. Like it's a it's a lot of songs. And I, I, I wasn't the, like Hello Nasty is not my favorite. I like things about it, but like oh, intergalactic. Yeah, I mean a, a couple of the things that you know, um, but uh, I can't. I, I just don't know what fucking stick was up my ass about the fucking five boroughs. But um, it was a, a couple years ago. I was like painting. Can't even remember where. I was like, oh, I'll put a YouTube mix of the Beastie Boys on, and it's you know the you know this album, Check Your Head, you know License Dill, and I was like, was this a new one? 
<laughs> Where did this come from? <laughs> like, oh, it's that album I've never really given a chance. So I've kind of, knowing that I'm going to love it, I love it. All, knowing that I've listened to it later and I've loved it, it's kind of like one of them like special treat. Like, right. you know, like, oh, I'm going to open up that candy, you know, on a special day, you know, special occasion. But yeah, I'm looking forward to getting into that one. Yeah. That one has an old sound. Like, if you told me that one, if that was the sophomore album, I would have believed. Or something in between this one and like like yeah. check your head like yeah. that would fit like right in the mix yeah. Um, but, but where were we at? Uh, where the hell are we? We left off at the Ramones. Yes, yes, we played Susie's Head Banger by the Ramones and then Folsom Prison Blues by Johnny Cash. One single line sampled, but it's it's a sample. It's going on the list. One of the one hundred and five. Um, coming up next. Yeah, Rose Royce. Let's rock. That's from the car wash. Six o'clock. Let's rock. Yes. Off the uh, that soundtrack for that really awesome Richard Pryor movie. <laughs> and I don't think anyone's ever worked at a car wash that fun. Yeah, like, right. No. I've had friends that worked at car washes. I I I got a totally different story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Take it away, Rose.
Listen 